Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ridiculous Entertainment. My name is Tim, your host, and a couple housekeeping things up top. Uh, we do have the returning champ of Hyattsville, Maryland, who is our top downloaded area. It's probably just one dude, uh, but you're, you're the best, Hyattsville. We appreciate you. We've got a new person joining the party, and that's Clifton, New Jersey. Uh, thanks a lot, Clifton. We hope you hang around. This is some fun stuff we're having here. We're going to have a good time tonight. We're going to crank out two or three today, so uh, uh, expect your downloadables to be receiving a barrage of Ridiculous Entertainment. Well, here we go. So we're going to start off today with uh, going over The Mandalorian Episode 3 titled The Sin. Uh, once again, for new listeners, these podcasts are spoilers only. We just we just go right into them scene by scene, cut by cut, and kind of talk about what's happening. One of the first things that we see is a hollow message from Carl Weathers. I'm not sure about this because it was 70, it was in the 70s, you know, and, but I just wonder if Star Wars, A New Hope, is responsible for the lies that hollow messages have been giving us. What a cool way to go about life with a holographic device at your beck and call. Uh, but instead, we just have to have cell phones, which weak sauce. The Mandalorian, he's uh, he's flying back to it, the planet where he, he gets the bounties and where the Mandalorians are. And uh, he's got Baby Yoda in the co-pilot seat. That's not its name. Uh, it's the same race, obviously. Regardless, we won't talk about that every time. Baby Yoda's in the co-pilot seat. And he puts something in his mouth. And it's just so typical of a, of a baby. And, you know, babies, they're just so stupid. They just can't help themselves. They are fucking stupid. I mean, they're always putting shit in their mouths. Uh, they're crapping their pants and not wiping their ass. You know, they just got all these problems and they just expect other people to deal with, you know? Just just grow up, why don't you? Grow up! That, that being said, he's he's a little bit cute. So the Mandalorian, he goes to the Imperials to deliver Yoda for the bounty. And Yoda can tell that he's fucked. He gives the Mandalorian, like, a death stare. Kind of like, you know, your wife gives you after you really fucked up. Like your mom gives you after you really fucked up. For those who are, you know, too young for marriage. Whatever. So he goes in and he uh, gives Baby Yoda to the Imperials and, you know, there's some back and forth and the Imperial has the gall to make a crack about how few Mandalorians there are left because his people, the Imperials, slaughtered them and stole their shit. He says, Mandalorians are harder to find than their precious metals. Well, little does that dipshit know that down the street in this underground lair, there's a shitload of those Mandalorians and they are locked and loaded and ready to just kick some ass. So after he leaves the Imperial, he goes back to the Mandalorians and they're talking and just the way they speak, they're kind of cult. Like, you know, it's not even religion. You know, maybe religious extremists. But yeah, it, it seems like a cult. Uh, just just in their speak and response methods and stuff like that. And he, he gets new armor with the precious metals he brought back. And he gets something called Whistling Birds. And it's a, it's a pretty useful weapon. It's a very useful weapon. But it's very John Favreau. So both Iron Man and War Machine have some goofy little weapon that goes on their wrist. And it's got a pussy name. Well, Iron Man isn't a pussy name. But like uh, War Machines is called the Ex-Wife. And the Mandalorians is called the whistling birds. It's just a, it's very typical John Favreau. So he gets all his new armor and it's a bit much, you know, it's super fucking shiny, but he looks legit. You know, he's the bell of the ball in the cantina that he walks in, uh, which is filled with the scum and villainy, obviously, but uh, just so much envy pours over him because obviously the Imperials gave out like a hundred bounties for little Yoda and he was the one who brought it in and got the massive reward. I still don't understand. You got a shitload of money. Let's put it, let's wear it. Let's wear our money, but to each their own. It is uh, something Something that's still done today. People people wear their fucking money all the time. So they're idiots, but it's cool. And Mando gets a new bounty, gets on a ship, and he's about to leave. And then Disney got a hold of him. And Disney just went and fucked up what this guy, his training, and his people have taught him to do. Maybe he has a, an excuse because I think he's a foundling. I don't know if that's stated in the first few episodes, but I'm pretty sure he's a foundling. I think that his kind of post-traumatic stress scenes are proof that he's a foundling. Uh, so anyways... 
that might be a reason why he doesn't go on to the next mission. He turns around and goes back for the youngling. It's just not how a Mandalorian works. Uh, but still, Disney, they're, they're Disneying the show, that's for sure. He finds the flying crib in the dumpster next to the Imperial hideout, and he's pissed. I mean, he was pissed before, and now he's just ready to fuck some shit up. He goes to the Imperials and fucks up the security droid. The droid that stands by the entryway, or uh, sorry, uh, extends from the entryway. It's got like a ball on it, and it screams. And there's just so much evidence in this universe that not only are droids useful, they have sentience, which means that probably droids are slaves. Maybe only a few have sentience, but this droid screams. Another one later on is fearful of his life. Uh, you can sense genuine emotion in C-3PO and R2-D2. Uh, there's fear that's portrayed from the droid that cause, not the droid that cause, the the, the droids in episode one, there, there's fear in, in some of those droids. So there is definitely evidence of sentience, which makes what the rest of the galaxy is doing just slavery. So there's that little nugget of randomness. He goes in and he has stormtroopers that are pursuing him. And I really like the tack flashlights that they have. I don't know why, you know, it would only be a, a good thing to have, but I, I'd never seen one before. Uh, it just, they kind of look cool. So I thought I'd make note of that. And, and in the first two episodes, the Mandalorian, he seems pretty goofy. He seems kind of like aloof. Like he's not a true badass. But once he gets this armor, he becomes more formidable. He doesn't go down. He, he's really putting people in their place. And then you get a Disney-fied uh, bloodless throat cut. I mean, it looks really cool, but you just cut through some dude's throat and there's not even blood on the blade. I guess we don't know. I mean, they may not be human like we are. That Pugnose face, uh, that Pugnose guy in A New Hope, he had red blood uh, when Obi-Wan cut his arm off, but you know, maybe, I guess, creatures in this area of the galaxy, just because they're humanoid doesn't mean they're actually human, so they don't necessarily have to bleed when they're cut open, but seems odd. Uh, so he goes in, he threatens the scientist, he takes Yoda and he's, he's leaving. He's going back to the and as Yoda leaves the premises of the built of the Imperial hangout, the beacons that the bounty hunters all still have for some reason, they didn't throw them away or give them back or anything. They all still have them. They start going off. And how these beacons work is beyond me. I just, it must be attracted to the essence of a being and not to a physical device. But still, there would have to be some kind of contact for that to work, I, I would think, for, for the tracer to be able to match the essence of that person. Uh, it's just a Disney-fied uh, concept, but it's okay. It sounds like I'm trashing it, and, and I am, but this episode it was actually pretty pretty good. I mean, it's super Disney, but it was actually pretty good. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a shootout between there's a shootout between the Mandalorian and all of the bounty hunters essentially, and he's doing pretty well. He holds his own quite well, and he, he's shooting, and you know, he you can tell that he's about out of tricks because his flamethrower goes out, and he's out of I think he's out of vaporizer bullets, and he kind of looks down to Yoda, and he's like, "Okay, man, you've helped me before. Please help me now." And nothing, but it's not really necessary because out of the shadows come the Mandalorian gang. And, uh, you know, they, they, they fuck shit up. They're an elite fighting race. I don't think that this is in line with what they would do. I don't really care. It was a really cool and they had a minigun and, you know, they all have jetpacks and, and it was it was a pretty killer fight scene. Again, the, the music didn't swell like you'd like it to in, in this moment, but it was it was a good scene. Super Disney. Just, oh my god, but it was a good scene. And, and once again, we see that the Mandalorian is the only one, the only Mandalorian without a jetpack. And he's like, man, I gotta get one of those. I got all this new armor. Why didn't I keep my old armor for just a little bit longer and get a jetpack. You know, it is what it is. He'll get a jetpack eventually. You know, maybe he'll get one in a, in a duel, kind of like we saw in a trailer with 
Boba Fett. Suspect that's what that was. Suspect. So yeah, this is still a kid's show. This is very much a YA TV show. Uh, it's not really what we were promised. I feel like we were promised uh, an adult television show. You know, they've only ever done shows for kids. And people are going to tell you Star Wars is for kids. You know, it is and it isn't. Okay. It's family acceptable films. But the first six Lucas's films, man, they got some crazy shit in them. The Disney stuff, not so much. Super Disney, all, all four of them. But, but the Lucas stuff was dark. It focused on a man who was like a boy in the original, fell to the terrorizer of a galaxy, being burnt in lava and murdering children along the way. And then he, he somehow comes back. But there's a lot of like death and, and some blood and, and shit like that in the first three films. The first six films, sorry. So yeah, my disappointment in these in the show is definitely showing through. I, I, I should stop being disappointed and just talk about it as a show or just stop doing it all together. But you know, um, just a little bit unhappy with it. So it was a, it was a better episode than the second one. The second one was nothing. It was bullshit. Uh, but this one, he could have murdered those Jawas. You're not telling me that they actually tossed him off that thing. He could have fucking set them all on fire. He could have set them all on fire, like so easily. So when he gets shot once, he's got very tough armor. So I don't know that I'll continue to do this. I might give it one more. So, so what do you guys think of this? You, is it fun? Are you guys enjoying this? Even though it's a little bit more juvenile, do you think it's something that you will continue to watch? Is it something that you're going to keep subscribed to Disney Plus? Uh, what about the content itself? Do, do you like Carl Weathers? Do you believe him as kind of a tough guy? You know, he kind of seems more like a like a grandpa style character or uh, actor than uh, than a tough guy. But you know, he is what he is. And when do you think we're going to get Boba Fett? Or do you think we're going to get Boba Fett? Uh, you know, go ahead and comment below if that's something that's on the, the app you're using. And if it's not, uh, go ahead and hit me up on Twitter. I'm at RidicPod, R-I-D-I-C-P-O-D. I'm also on Instagram. I still haven't posted anything because I've been sick. You can probably hear it in my voice. You, you definitely heard it in my voice for Jack Ryan. And uh, yeah, once I, once I get out of this sickness, this funk, it's been like over a week now. Once I get out of this, though, I'm going to be Instagramming. Damn straight, I'm going to be Instagramming. Uh, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening. If you, if you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, bell icon, review, share, or whatever is applicable to the format that you're listening in. And uh, tell a friend. Tell a friend, even if he's a 12-year-old, because we talk about the Mandalorian. That being said, I drop a few F-bombs, but they say words at their junior high school that I've never learned. So, you know, it's going to be fine. That being said, this has been Ridiculous Entertainment.